0: You're listening to the Down the Pull podcast, Canada's premier football show. Head to downthepub.ca to subscribe so you never miss an episode. So, uh, welcome to this episode of the Down the Pull podcast. I am your host, Anthony Abbott, and we are joined by returning guest, uh, the amazing Alex Brooke. Welcome back to the show. It's been a while.
1: Yeah, it has. Thank you, thank you for
0: having me back. Oh, it's it's my pleasure. I I know you've got a lot going on, so I'm interested to find out uh, what's been happening. So uh, you started a new venture in the world of uh, football agency. So um as i said i thought it'd be good to find out the the how why and the what um it's been going on but first of all you've become a dog mom how's that been working out for you
1: it's just adding to the many things on my plate uh <laughs> yeah i never i never thought i would have a dog honestly i'm much more of a cat person <laughs> i think it's partially due to my uh uh, tendency to just get up and move somewhere. So having a dog doesn't really fit that lifestyle, but it's been really wonderful. it, it is. I love him a lot, but it's definitely been a lot of work. A lot of yeah. work.
0: That, that's the great thing about cats is they just do their own thing. You just put exactly. a bottle of food, a bottle of water, you don't have to worry about anything. But yeah dogs go where
1: the litter box is, you're good
0: to go. Yeah, exactly. That's that's pretty much it. Yeah. I, I'm I'm the same thing. My, my wife loves dogs and we, we we actually adopted a dog from texas uh so we saved it from one of those awful kill shelters to have down there but then the dog mm-hmm. turned out to be a maniac so we had to uh it was like attacking our cats so <laughs> we had to uh no. we, we gave it to somebody else so they found a good home this just wasn't the right home for it but uh yeah it's uh i'm, I'm so happy for you so <laughs> yeah so we've all been like trying to get through covid as best we can so have been making tiktok videos others have been eating and drinking too much as you can see uh other people have started podcasts but not you you've decided to uh start a football agency so what was the inspiration behind starting it
1: you know i'm still not on tiktok shockingly
0: somehow oh, wow. during
1: the school pandemic i haven't haven't touched
0: it don't don't do it yourself it's uh, i don't you know, i swore to god i wouldn't go near it. and then my wife showed me like uh this this video and i was like oh that's kind of funny and now i'm just like scroll it's like it's all shit it's like literally like 1% of it is interesting and the rest is garbage so yeah don't don't yeah. do think it yourself it's People kind of mostly-
1: infiltrated by instagram so I feel like I get pieces of it.
0: <laughs> yeah. And that's more than enough to be perfectly honest with you. So yeah. So what, 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 what made you, um, to start the football agency?
1: Yeah. That's what we're here for. Not the yeah. TikToks. <laughs> yeah.
0: Sorry. Sorry. Let's get out to business.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, there's a whole long list of reasons why I, you know, started this. Um, the agency is called shift athletes, uh, by the way. Um, I think mostly it was based on my own personal experience um, and then also hearing experiences of other players that I've spoken to. And really, it just comes down to there's still, there's no pathway for Canadian women to play professional soccer. Um, the one that does exist, it's very difficult. Um, it's quite limited towards, you know, players that are in the national pool, uh, which there's whole other thing to go along with that, that I won't get into, but mostly it was my own experience of, you know, coming up in the Canadian system and quite honestly, never really knowing I could play professionally. I grew up, you know, watching the Canadian women's national team, you know, Sinclair was my idol since I was like a little kid and she's not even that much older than me. But, you know, to me, I kind of, I don't think I'm alone in this, but I I looked up to these women and I didn't really think that they even played professionally. I don't know what I thought. I just saw them on my TV, you know, in their Canada jerseys. And I thought that's like, just they showed up and played there. And that was it. You know, we didn't really hear a lot about uh, women's professional soccer. So, um, you know, when I was in high school and looking to go, play in university I was looking to go to the NCAA eventually decided I wanted to stay in Canada so I did my four years at St. FX that's how I ended up on the east coast and um from there I just I hung up my cleats I left soccer behind um thinking that was the end and then uh you know as we have talked about the first time I was on the show I had this whole journey of actually getting to play professional um, but that journey was difficult. Uh, You know, I I know firsthand how hard it is for Canadian players uh, and Canadian players that choose to stay in Canada for university, um, how hard it is to get to that next level. And so it was an agent that eventually got me an opportunity overseas. And so I needed that to get overseas. I tried doing it by myself and it just didn't work. And so Coming on the other side of that, my professional experience, I wish I had had more support in certain areas. And so I think I've taken that experience and I've looked at, okay, how can I provide this to other women? How can my experience help them? Um, and the more players I talk to, you know, the ones that are already playing professionally or used to majority of them have had a very bad experience with their agent. So I'm hoping this will change things a little bit.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, like from the, the 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 few women I've talked on the show, it just seems like it's like especially for women in Canada, it just seems like such a, a horrible journey to to try and like uh to take because there's nothing here, like like you know. So what like obviously on the back of the Olympics, like we just won a gold medal. Like, do you think that they're missing a huge opportunity not to start a professional league
1: here? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> absolutely, and it's it's frustrating that it like took Canada winning the Olympics to finally like get the attention of people. You know, now I think more than ever people are calling for a professional league in Canada, but people have been calling for this for a decade. You know, this isn't a new conversation. It's just, the conversation has grown uh, across the country. It's just more people are aware of it. Um, Like absolutely. We need a professional league. We needed it yesterday. Um, I know that there's a lot of, you know, planning and talk around it. Nobody really knows yet what it might look like, but um, I know that there's, you know, ideas in the pipeline. It's just a matter of, you know, the right people coming together, investors, money is always a thing. Um, I think maybe we'll see, uh, you know, a Canadian NWSL team before we see a Canadian league. Uh, but yeah, I'm definitely, you know, interested to see what happens and how it works out It would obviously, you know, affect me greatly in my business. So,
0: so, so for yourself, um, as you mentioned there, like you got an agent, you went to, uh, to Europe and stuff for that. So looking at the way that you were treated and you now being an agent yourself, how would you have handled anything differently the way that you were handled? Uh, or you were treated,
1: you know, I don't have like bad things to say about my agent at all. Um, you know, our relationship was fine. And I think that's, that's what my problem was with it. It was, it was just fine. Um, and I was part of, you know, a very large agency where you kind of just get lost amongst it all. Um, and I think that happens a lot to players, you know, you're at the end of the day, as a player, you know, you want to feel supported, you want someone who's looking out for you. And I just, I think what I would have, done if I was, you know, in my agent's shoes was to check in more and also do that check in at the very beginning. Like, how much do you want to hear from me? Like, what does this relationship mean to you? What does it look like to you? Um, You know, I take a a real like people first approach with the women I'm working with. Um, I, you know, I want to know what they want from me, why they're pursuing a professional career, you know? I want to get to know them. So then I'm able to support them in the best way possible. Um, and for me, I mean, this is all in hindsight. I don't know if I would have necessarily <laughs> come to these conclusions as I was going through it. But I mean, I was in Eastern Europe. I was in a pretty like tough part of the world. It was it was tough to be a woman there. Um, I was in a country that, you know, women are inferior at the end of the day. And there's a lot of complexities and things that I had to navigate while I was there. And I had, I was, I witnessed a lot of things. I witnessed racism as well. There's, you know, a couple of black players on my team and there's a lot of things that like, it was really heavy on me and I had no one to talk to about it. And so I think it would have been nice to have that from my agent, but at the same time, we didn't have that kind of relationship. And I, it may be partially because he was a man. I don't know. Um, but I think that, you know, having more women in this industry is important. And, you know, I've already talked to so many players who are so happy, you know, to see that there is a woman, a woman doing this, you know, because I understand, you know, firsthand what they went through and, you know, what their experience is and will be.
0: So do you feel like the trap that a lot of people fall into that they just take, That first opportunity that kind of comes along, where it's like, like, I want to go play in Europe, I want to play professionally. And then they just take the first thing that comes along and they don't have somebody, as you said, like watching their back and saying, like, listen, Serbia, this is what it's like, this is what the people are like. You know what I mean? Rather than just like take it or leave it. Like, so do you think that's that's a big, big pitfall that people like a big trap that people fall into?
1: I think so, yeah. And that's something that like I I'm taking really seriously as I, as I start this and navigate this, I, first and foremost, I want to be honest and transparent with my players. And, you know, it's not that I, I wouldn't send a player to Serbia, like where I was, um, you know, that experience, it, it was a good experience for me. And I just think that with the right tools, somebody could thrive there. Um, and so for me, having that experience, I'm able to then share that with my clients and say, like, this is what it will be like. This is what you might need. Um, And I can give them all that information and they can make that decision themselves. Um, But I think, you know, what a lot of players are going through in their head, they just want to go right now. They just want something and they want to go which is fair. I was the exact same <laughs> um, and it's, it's not a bad thing. It's really good to be eager and excited and passionate, but um, I think it gets players sometimes in bad situations, uh, particularly with, you know, bad agents. And then they're stuck in a contract with this agent that they can't get out of. And so I've, I've been talking to multiple players now who are in that very situation you know they kind of jumped at this opportunity because an agent was like I have this opportunity this team for you here and they're like great they sign the paper and then they're you know they get where they're going and it's not what they thought it would be um, so you know hearing those stories it, I find it really hard um, and i I do everything I can to you know make those things right and do better by players but I think it's going to take a lot more than just me yeah. <laughs> to, you know, change this and start to, you know, change the women's game and make it, you know, higher professional standards at the end of the day.
0: So as you mentioned, it's a very male dominated uh, industry. So how, how will you get the word out about what you're trying to do and like, like how you're going to be different from the, the other guys?
1: Yeah, I think, Honestly, word of mouth is a big thing. Um, I've already, I've already come to realize this. Uh, You know, I've, I've had no trouble finding players that I want to work with. Um, I'm getting a lot of messages and a lot of them are, you know, through somebody I know, Um, you know, just making something that is tailored specific for female athletes is, is enough, which it, you know, it's, it's kind of sad that (laughs) that's like all it takes. Like you just have to create it and then people will come. Um, But I mean, I still do want to, you know, offer obviously a a top notch service and, you know, something that I'm proud of, but um, no, I find that this is so needed that, you know, there's no, there's so many players coming my way um they have no trouble finding me <laughs> which i was kind of surprised about i've had messages like coming in through my website so that those don't even come through um you know people i know so you know, somehow people are finding me um on the internet or through social media so i think that it's only going to continue growing which is exciting
0: so the thing for me the thing i've noticed like uh, in, in in the women's game is that um as i mentioned it's very male dominated game itself like i mean like the, a lot of coaches are men the the owners are men it's it's and it's kind of funny when you think about that like that how would they know what you guys go through and, and all that kind of stuff so what do you think needs to change in in football in general like how how do we get women into these positions to make sure that like you guys get a fair crack of the whip <laughs> um so
1: there's so many so many things within that um, and I mean, I I don't have all the answers by any means, um, but I think, you know, someone like me being in this position, you know, starting an agency, um, being an agent, just doing that, I think, opens up, it up to a lot of other people. Um, you know, I've never known anybody who was an agent who isn't a man, um, and I I've been working hard to connect with other women in the industry. Um, which has been pretty cool, but I've just realized how few there are. Um, so I think just having more, just more exposure kind of goes back to that, you know, it's kind of cliche, but if you see it, you can be it. Honestly, um, I think that'll get, you know, more women involved. I've already had conversations with players who are like, wow, that's, that's really cool what you're doing. Maybe I can get involved someday. And then I think it just needs to be less gatekeepy too, Um, you know, there's still so many people out there who just think, you know, football isn't for girls. It's not for women and we should just stay far away from it. Um, I know that's not like the overwhelming majority, but there's still, you know, there's a lot of those voices, especially in Europe. Um, and I think there needs to be more opportunities for women in coaching, you know, which we've had a conversation about before, um, really just at all levels, women need to, you know, have a seat at the table. And it's just unfortunate. It's usually, you know, an older white man that gets to make that decision, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: So I'm hoping, you know, these changes at, you know, smaller levels will eventually, you know, build up and leak into the higher levels too.
0: So <clears throat> we're giving away your trade secrets. Uh, <laughs> like what what's, what what's the steps that uh you go through so a player reaches out to you says like hey i'd like to be represented what what do you do to to help them to achieve the goals that they want to they want to reach
1: yeah <laughs> i mean i'm super i'm super like excited when a player just wants to you know pursue a professional career and um it's i sometimes need to like reel myself back a little bit but <laughs> i I, I just, I really am of the belief that there is a place for most players if they want to play, you know, even if they're not the best player on their team, they're not the MVP, the captain of their team, whatever. Um, I think that there's somewhere, somewhere in the world for them to play. Um, there's so many leagues in Europe and divisions that, you know, it's accommodating to players of most abilities. Um But usually my process, you know, when a player reaches out to me, um, or if I reach out to them, um, is to, you know, see some video that's, that's key, honestly, just seeing them in action. And Canada is such a large country. Unfortunately, I can't (laughs) go and watch these players, you know, do the recruiting that way. Um, and, you know, getting their profile, if I can talk to, you know, their coach or people they know, that's, that's also helpful, um. Sometimes you can only tell so much from a highlight video. That's what they're for. They're supposed to make you look good. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I and then I I always have a conversation with them. I usually have a phone call or a Zoom call, and mostly I at the end of the day I want to work with you know good people. I want to make sure it's a relationship that you know works for both of us. It's as much about you know me wanting to take them on as them wanting me to be their agent and to represent them. Um, and I, I, find a lot of players don't even really know what an agent does. Um, you know, so a lot of that conversation was also me, you know, just telling them what this process is. And I find for some reason it's not transparent. You can't like Google this and, you know, get your answers. So, um, I just try to be a resource for the players. And even if I don't, you know, take them on or don't sign them, um, I, I always leave myself open, you know, to bounce ideas off of, to ask questions, you know, whatever, um, you know, there's, I just think Canadian women have, should have the same opportunities and I just want to help them, you know, get where they're going.
0: I love it. I love it. <clears throat> so how, how are you building the relationships yourself with the the clubs then, like a, like, the States and in Europe, like how are you building those relationships up?
1: yeah it's a cumbersome process but i actually really enjoy it um you know again it's tough i'm i'm in canada there across an ocean so everything has to be done you know through email phone call what have you you know it's i've realized how much easier it would be to be an agent in a country with a professional league <laughs> um, so i i have my work cut out for me but uh You know, I luckily when I pursued, you know, professional career, when I was still playing, I had already started making a database of, you know, clubs and their sporting directors, you know, their contacts. And so I still had that and I was able to just keep working on it. (laughs) Obviously a few names have, you know, changed over the years, but, um, you know, I doing a lot of research, I'm getting to know, you know, the different leagues really well so that, You know, if I have a player come to me, I'm able to, you know, gauge their ability and what level, you know, they can start at. And then maybe there's a league they can work up to. Um, Like, for example, like Sweden, um, that's really tough, tough to get into. It's one of the top leagues in the world. Uh, Iceland is usually a good starting point for a lot of North Americans. A lot of Canadians have had success there. So, yeah, I'm just doing a lot of research, reaching out to a lot of clubs that, I think i want to work with and i think you know they would benefit also from um some of my players and just building those relationships I'm, you know it's i'm in it for the long game (laughs) you know these things don't happen overnight so i'm definitely putting in the work on that end um and it's it's going well so so far and i'm also making an effort to connect with other agents so not just clubs um you know obviously an agent in, you know, Spain or Italy, they're going to know, uh, you know, the league way better than I do. They're going to know it in and out. So having those relationships, uh, makes things a lot easier for me, um, especially as I'm getting going. So, you know, they already have the network and I can tap into it, um, you know, through creating partnerships and whatnot. So, yeah, it's a lot of databases, a lot of spreadsheets.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I, I hope your Excel uh, skills are pretty good. Um, so, so like, like as, as you mentioned there, like with the highlight reels, uh, highlight videos. Like I had Alex de on the show who played for the Wanderers, and he's become a football agent now uh, as mm-hmm. well. But, and he kind of gave a few tips and tricks of uh, what to put into the videos, but like for yourself, I'll see the women's game is different to the men's game. So for anybody who's looking to send you a video, like what, what tips and tricks would you give them? What are you looking for?
1: Yeah. First of all, I actually, I've, I've gotten to know Alex a little bit since he was on your show. Oh, nice. You <laughs> had the show with him and I, I reached out to him and I'm like, Hey, we're both doing something kind of similar. And, and we've actually been, you know, working together. I, I sent him a player um, cause I'm not working with men at this point. So sometimes I get, you know, men coming my way. And so I, have sent him a couple players and he's also helping me out. So That's it's been awesome. a good partnership. Thanks yeah. to you.
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll take a finder's fee. <laughs> uh, okay. We'll, we'll talk privately about that.
1: Um, yeah, so Yeah, players, I mean, some players don't have a highlight video when they come to me, which is tough. Again, it it comes from, you know, players really just having no understanding of how this works. Usually with the video, like you said, it's it's a lot different than the men's game. I think it's really tough to be an agent in the men's game. I honestly, (laughs) I think that would be really hard just because there's so many players out there and there's so much talent and wading through all of that and, you know, I see a good player I'm like oh yeah that guy could make it and then you know I have an agent like Alex or someone say like no way um so my understanding of the men's game is much different (laughs) um but with with the women's game you know it's more specific to position um for the highlight video you know if you're a striker they're you need to have goals in there of course um or if you know you're more of a false nine. You're like showing your strengths, like holding the ball up, for example, in that position. Um, for me, I was a, a holding center midfielder. So, you know, I'm not scoring a ton of goals (laughs) in that (laughs) position. So, you know, really highlighting the strengths and what you can do for me, it was, you know, being able to switch the field quickly. Um, my skill on the ball, heading defensive heading and connecting with your uh, other midfielders and strikers like vision and whatnot. So I really make sure that their video lines up with what the position is, because when I talk to clubs, you know, they're like, we need a, a left footed left left back. We need, you know, they're very specific of what position they want and what kind of player they want in that position. Um, and so I'm, I'm getting a better understanding of, you know, like what, teams are looking for you know what different leagues um you know are looking for like it might be more physicality it might be more on the technique side um so really i just tell players you know get all your best stuff in there and jam it in um because as canadians we really rely on the video because unfortunately resumes you know we don't have the like nwsl exposure we don't have you know the NCAA final tournament, all these things. So a lot of the things, you know, on a Canadian's resume, the international teams have no idea what they are. <laughs> so it really comes down to the video and me advocating for these players. Um, you know that that they can play.
0: Wow, <clears throat> it sounds like you're almost like a salesperson. You know, you kind of have to s- <laughs> s- sell, sell the s- sell your your clients. But it, like, it just makes you wonder. Like just just thinking there, like how many amazing players like Canada is letting slip through the the cracks, you know? Like like I mean, obviously they won the the, the Olympic gold, but I mean they probably would have had it sooner because like so many people here love the game and like there's just no avenue for them.
1: Yeah, and that's exactly why I'm doing this. You know, I've, I've seen it my whole life, just with how the Canadian system is built, how our pathway is currently built. And I understand it's hard. We're such a massive country, you know, like how do you find all of the talent? But I just I think there needs to be more, you know, less focus on players that are 15 years old, because we have it in our heads that like if this player wasn't chosen for like the youth national team when they were 15 or 16, like they're never going to make it. But the reality is players don't mature, like physically, emotionally, mentally, all those things until they're in their late twenties. Most women, like women soccer players specifically, they hit their peak between like 28 and 32 years old. So, you know, why are we choosing these players at such a young age? And this, if you weren't in it at that age, you're just done, you know? So I, I I'd like to see Canada soccer, change things somehow to include players, you know, that maybe peak a bit later. And I think there's a few players on the national team right now that we actually have seen that happen. You know, they, they went overseas and, um, you know, kind of built their name that way. They weren't in on the national team and then got the call in their late twenties. So I'm hopeful that maybe there'll be a shift. Um, And I think I'm hoping that like with my services I'll also, you know, find more of these players that are fully capable and then maybe they'll go play for a few years in Europe and get noticed by the national team.
0: Well, but as you said there, I mean, like Canada is such a huge country and there's only so many roster spots on the international team. Like you, you can only find the 22 or 30 or whatever it's going to make a squad. So, I mean, obviously people are going to get overlooked and it just boggles my mind that like so many like, I'm sure you've probably played with players when you were at saint vex and stuff like that that just fell out of the game and you were probably like, God, they were good. <laughs> God, they could have gone. You know what, <laughs> what I mean? And it's, just that, it's just like you had the the endeavor or the, the the courage to keep following your dream. You know, like a lot of people just kind of, when you're hitting a brick wall so many times, you just kind of give up. Um, I did want to ask you, I just saw, I like I saw on your Instagram, um, uh, mm-hmm. Lindsay Kitson was signed by a team in Portugal. So are you yeah. able to tell us how... That whole thing, because uh, like as you mentioned there, like I mean, like women, women don't hit their peak till they're twenty eight uh, to, to thirty two. Like Lindsey's twenty seven, so it's, it's quite yep. it's quite a little bit older going over to Europe. So uh, how did that all come about?
1: Yeah, yeah, Lindsey's awesome, and I think I we really connected right off the bat. I think I I saw a lot of myself in her just because I was also I think twenty six um when I played professionally. So I understood that like. You know, going through university and then taking a few years off and then going to do this, and I understood that you know if she had gone to another agent, like they may have just you know turned away and been like, "Well, you haven't done anything since university," and you know she hasn't done any- nothing. She's been playing. <laughs> um, <laughs> but at home watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. So I, I launched, um, shift in the summer. Uh, I think it was in July, mid July. And my focus was actually on the winter window that's coming up. Um, I just wanted to launch so that I could get my name out there and start really, you know, making contacts and growing my business. And what I didn't expect was to have so many people reach out to me that early <laughs> on. Um, and so you know, Lindsay was one that reached out to me quite late. I think it was, I don't know. It was getting into like late August, mid to late August and majority of transfer windows in Europe close like September 1st. So I was working with like less than two weeks um, to find her a team. And so she had come to me having had an opportunity in Greece, I believe um, fall through she kind of like was set up to do this. And then I think visa stuff, you know, always something that goes on, it's especially hard with COVID right now. And so, you know, I was like, okay, like this is going to be hard, but I'm going to try, we're going to try and do this. Um, you know, especially as a goalkeeper that late it's tough because that's usually the first position teams will, will uh, figure out. So um, I had been uh, Luckily, <laughs> this was kind of a coincidence. I had been really focusing on Portugal at the time, um, the league and their window actually closes about a week later than most uh, European leagues. So we had a bit more time to work with. And so I connected with this club, they're called uh, Club de Albergaria. Um, they're a pretty small club. I think they're just outside Porto in Portugal and um, they were looking for a goalkeeper. And so, you know, sent uh, them Lindsay's info, their profile or video, you know, had to do a little bit of <laughs> advocating for Canadians as always. Um, but yeah, they, they liked her and we got all the paperwork, all the contracts, her plane tickets, like everything sorted very quickly. <laughs> it was wow. kind of similar to my story where it was like, they're offering you something, you have to be on a plane in two days. It was same, same thing as me. So I felt like prepared to support her in this because I had done this. Um, And so, yeah, she's over there right now. Um, Her team's doing awesome. They just qualified for the championship round, which also means that they are good for next season to stay in the top division. So yeah, things are going well. And I'm really happy that, you know, my first client was someone who shared a similar story to me. It was pretty cool.
0: That's, that is so cool. I love it. So hopefully when she got over there and now we spoke English, you were a phone call away to help her out, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And we've been in touch the whole time. so <laughs> It's been good.
0: So like, I, I, I'm so happy that like you're putting yourself out there. It takes a lot of courage to, to, to put your neck on the line, your reputation on the line to, to help so many people out so if people if 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 there's a professional or there's a player that wants to become a professional how can they uh, reach out to you uh with shift and where can they find you on social media
1: yeah um so you can go to my website it's shiftathletes.ca uh i'm also on instagram that's where i'm most active but I will say it is just me. I am shift athlete, So I don't have a social media manager or anything. That's, that's all me. So I'm not posting every day sort of thing, but uh, very responsive. I will always reply. Um, I also have a message form through my website. Um, I'm also on Twitter, also not super active on there yet, but (laughs) it is a very good place to network with the women's soccer community. So um yeah i'm always open and i'll respond to anybody that reaches out to me no matter no matter what
0: uh, all i can say is that you're you're always like one of these people who likes to do stuff for us you know you're like one of the first canadians to play in the champions league and <laughs> now you're the first female agent that i know so uh I, I just love the uh the endeavor and i wish you every success um it's It's fantastic to see, especially you guys, you're here in Halifax too. Um, And just before I let you go, like, so obviously like the CPL is a thing. So it shows that a professional league can work in Canada. So would you like, would you like to see a woman's CPL play alongside the clubs that are there already? Or would you like to see like a totally different um, uh, league set up?
1: You know, I'm I'm open. <laughs> I'm open <laughs> Fair to like, I think it'd be pretty freaking cool to see like the wanderers women. I think that would be so awesome. I might need to like come out of retirement. I don't, you know, I want to <laughs> play for that. I don't want to be the agent. Um but yeah, I mean there's we can dream up so many different ways of doing this and doing a league in Canada. And I, you know, I don't think any one way is better than the other. Um, I know that it's hard to have a cross Canada league. I know that there's been thought of, you know, maybe just doing kind of split the country and then maybe there's like a playoff thing at the end, who knows. Um, But yeah, I, I I'm honestly supportive of, you know, whatever comes, comes together. There's people that are, you know, much, much smarter than me in that area that are leading these things. And I'm just happy to support and you know in the long run it'll be good for my business um that's kind of what i i've envisioned long term you know starting this was hoping that there will be a canadian professional league and i'll be able to actually go see my players play (laughs) that would be really (laughs) cool Um, but yeah i think that there's only exciting things to come for canada soccer
0: so derek martin if you're listening uh we want to see a (laughs) Wanderers women's team so uh Alex, thank you so much for hanging out again. It's been great seeing you. And I'm, as I said, I'm, I'm so stoked. And I really hope this uh, goes really well for you. Thanks, Emil. Yeah.
1: Thanks, Anthony. Your, your support always means a lot.
0: No worries at all. You've been listening to the Down the Pope podcast, recorded in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Head to downthepope.ca to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, cheers.